Hello, wrestling fans. This is Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma. By golly, we're smack dabble on ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And Quentin, it seems we're, well, we're missing somebody this week. Yeah, we're missing somebody. Um, let me throw in, we're show 20. I want them down. We're, hey, we're almost halfway into a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're missing somebody this week. Um, let me do a little intro on the, um, tell everybody this is. If you're listening, I'm, you know what it is, but I, I guess it's formality. <laughs> anyway, it's the CWA Memphis show from May 16th, 1987. The Memphis Feeds, that means it was taped in Memphis in May 9th, 1987. And yes, we are missing somebody today. Lance Russell has the day off. Lance is not allowed to take the day off. <laughs> After last week, I think he probably, uh, if for Jack Hart, I think he, it, for Jack Hart's sake, he's probably good. He probably need a little cooling off because he think he, even though all that was, you know, it was all, you know, supposed to happen, I think he really got hot at Jack Hart because um, I think he took a little too far. Yeah, yeah, Alex was definitely fired up and maybe needed a, a week off to relax, but hey, we get the uh, the commentary debut, I believe, of Michael St. John tonight. Okay, um, you know, I, I, would, I was thinking, see, Michael St. John had been around wrestling for a while. Um, I want to say he started, I could be wrong, but I'm just going off memory, because uh, it's hard to really do... Um, <laughs> Find history on announcers and stuff, you know, unless you know it's somebody you know it's been around forever and a day, you know. Uh, but somebody that's just in and out of different promotions, it's kind of hard to find information on them. Uh, just but, but my memory still is decent, so uh, I think he started with Gulas toward the end of Gulas's run in 79 80. I should ask Scott Till, he would have knew. Um, uh, I want to say he's working on that, and he when. Georgia Championship Wrestling opened up the Chattanooga office in, what was it, 82, 83? Was it 83? That summer? Um, the one the Cornette always talks about. Ole and the, Chattanooga, uh, the Georgia office opened up the Georgia Championship Wrestling from Chattanooga. Uh, he was their announcer. Uh, so if you want to go look it up on YouTube, I highly recommend what's out there. It was a good little promotion, you know? Have you seen any of that stuff? I have not. Uh, I think I've seen a, like a little clip, just of like an interview. But okay, he was the announcer uh, then, and um, off and on he worked for. I remember he worked for uh, George and Nick Gulas when they uh, after Nick shut down for good. Well, not for good. Well, supposed to be for good, but and then when he ran um, when he had his TV on seven channel seventeen out in Nashville, uh, Universal Championship Wrestling. Uh, come on, yeah, seven, come on, Channel 17, Nashville, um, when he ran, like, um, south, southern Tennessee area. Uh, he was the announcer for a while on there. Uh, and then he came... So was he the re-announcer or commentator? Uh, commentator. That's okay. Yeah, so commentator. And, um, well, they, it was re-announcer and commentator. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a one-man show. Um, and then, um... After that, he would show up like on the B shows of uh, the the Memphis B show loop tapes uh, from like eighty uh, on and off from eighty six on. He would you know you'd see him uh, do stuff on the B the B loop tapes. So um, 
I don't think he was full time with the promotion. I think he just uh, worked, basically just did. I think he did like you know did mostly the B loops tapes and, and like filled in when they need him and stuff like that. Like if Randy Hales couldn't fill in, because uh, I know Randy Hales did some filling in too. Uh, it sounded like it was kind of like it, when Randy Hales was doing more working like you know and behind the scenes they would you know Michael St. John would do the B and B show and some of the house uh, house shows when they would tape you know so he was kind of like a own it off you know whatever they need him for you know uh, so he yeah, really, did sorry go ahead I was going to say really fun Michael St. John story personal story um, back when a promotion called Southern All-Star Wrestling also known as Showtime All-Star Wrestling later and then back to Southern All-Star Wrestling. Um, back when they first started their TV tapings um, in, I believe, 2006-ish, 2007, somewhere around that area. Seven. Uh, 2007. Uh, Michael St. John was the uh, was the on-screen commentator for that promotion. And he was running about 20 minutes late. Uh, so myself and Eric Andrews had to go out and have a 20-minute match to start a TV taping. Uh, the first match for the new reinvention of SAWTV that was not taped for TV to wait for Michael St. John to get there. <laughs> was he like coming from like St. Louis or somewhere? I have no idea. Yeah, because he wasn't living around Nashville at the time. So I'm, I'm, from what I heard, I heard, he was driving a pretty good distance to do those uh, ta- uh, tapings outside of Nashville. All right. Uh- <laughs> All right, I just know me and Eric were both very happy when he walked through the door. I we would say flying. so. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, Dave mentions it. Uh, Lance ain't there. Michael St. John's there. Uh, uh, Dave intros him and tells him about Michael St. Okay, and then uh, Michael St. John runs down the lineup for today. This is opening up with uh, international tag champs Paul Don Patanaka. Jeff Jarrett versus Tony Burton with Tojo later in the show. We'll have uh, Dundee and Rocky Johnson, Shutter Jack Hart, and the main event's going to be Billy Travis, Mark Starr against Big Bubba and Mighty Goliath. And basically that was it, and they cut the break. And um, so basically you're basically open. Just Dave wasn't doing the the daily rundown. He gave it, let Michael do it. So they cut the break. They come back. Dave, Michael St. John's at the desk to talk about the Parade of Stars. Okay, this is very interesting in 1987. Um, this was kind of like a, a wrestling slash entertainment convention. It was more entertainment than wrestling. Um, it was a lot of entertainment, and then, you know, they had some sports stars. They had, they had cartoon characters. Yeah. I tried to list everything they had, but you could, there were so many it's people. Like, I think in all, I think it was at least 30 to 40 uh, in all, had to be, because we're adding the cartoon characters and stuff, uh, but basically it was actors, actresses, uh, singers from different genres, country music, because who was on there? It popped you? It popped me, I know I did. Uh, no, the, the, the main one, you first one you told me, it said it popped you, on the, the singer. Oh, uh, Hee-Haw's own Grandpa Jones. Exactly. So you had, uh, I had thought about Hee-Haw in years. <laughs> so you had country music, you had uh, rock and roll, because it wasn't like Survivor supposed to be there. and uh, the, the lead singer of oh. Survivor. The rest of the band couldn't make it. Okay. Like they, they really... They had, like they had they were, R2-D2 and Darth Vader. So. <laughs> like, like Survivor had a lot of gigs in 87. Come on. <laughs> right. 
the, the Care Bears are going to be there, and the Transformers. Yeah, had a bunch of sports stars. Um, uh, Terry Bradshaw and Tony Dorsett are yeah. two that I know for sure were there. Yeah, um, had some uh, Memphis State people. Had the uh, basically and Spud, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah, Spuds McKenzie. It, it, this really dates itself because Spuds McKenzie and Max Headroom. Oh yeah, well, he was going to do digital. Well, yeah, di- digital uh, walkbys or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was something crazy. Like, huh? But at the time. I mean, 87, Max Headroom and Spells McKenzie were were red hot, dude. You know? Oh, hey, man. If this same thing was going on today, I'd go. This is like, I, I don't know I don't know when autograph conventions and stuff like that started, but this is like yeah, pretty first, early one, is it not? Yeah, this is like an early, inter, you know, you know, it's like a, res, a Comic-Con, wrestling, entertain, everything all, you know, horror con, all that, all those cons and things all put together and this is uh like the first one you really heard of especially in the south this was really the first in the south um yeah this is like a really um groundbreaking thing especially you know in the south so i think they did some stuff maybe up north and stuff and maybe out in california but for this big a thing in the south yeah this was probably run the first had to be and of course, the wrestlers are in there in a very interesting way. So the the wrestlers that they advertise that are going to be there, you know, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Rocky Johnson, Jeff Jarrett, you know, the people you, you imagine will probably be there with the promotion. And then, <laughs> this made me laugh so hard, bad guy wrestler dunk tank. Yeah, and we'll have a bad guy wrestler dunk tank. It's like, oh. Okay. If you knew how many fair shows I've done where someone's talked me into being in the dunk tank. Did you get a percentage? I only said yes one time. Okay, I guess you. And didn't of course, it was Lew- it was Lewisburg, Tennessee, and it was Creek Water, so I immediately regretted it. Oh, Creek Water! <laughs> yeah, yep, sure was. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, if they don't give you any money, yeah, yeah, you're definitely you'll you got smartened up on that. Uh, oh, it was bad. Yeah. They usually they'll say, "Oh, we'll give you an extra five and you, you all right, and then you realize you just made them thirty bucks and you're only getting five out of the thirty, you know, and you've done got soaking wet and there's no place to change and you know, and hey, you know, <laughs> place to drop it on you know, and it's like, Oh, what the crap did I just do here? Anyway, so we're getting off track. <laughs> oh, where were we? Oh yeah, so they did the video package for that. Uh, like I said, it was really at the time, really way ahead of its time. Um, they, yeah, they had everything. You name it, they had because they had cartoon characters, I mean, just everything under the sun, uh, soap opera people, just everybody. And, and, and the person that they had doing the voice, uh, all I could think about the entire time because of the voice he was doing was the monster truck guy. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, and I narrowed it down as either Dean Hill. Who um, did some work with with uh, Jarrett Promotions in in, in Louisville, and uh, later on he did OVW too. Um, let's see, and what did I say the other guy was? I thought it was Lee Marshall. Oh yeah, Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall from AWA, and then later WCW. I, it, it, and, and also Tony the Tiger. He did Tony the Tiger. He was Tony the Tiger. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Dang gone. Hey, I, I hit you with something. I feel proud. That's awesome. 
Well, I'm sure he wasn't the original, but still. No, but he, he, he was for the years until he passed. Yeah, I mean, that's big time. Yeah, it is. Wow, do not know. See, see, people, you learn something every day. That's why I listen to this podcast. You think, I ain't listening to them two jerk necks. Hey, you might have learned something. I did. <laughs> All right, so they they hype all that up. You know they never got a say, they ever give a price for that. No, I didn't think so. Either. I kept looking for a price and never saw one. <laughs> they kept saying bring your autograph books, and I'm like, I bet they're selling eight by tens. You know, I don't know. It depends on it depends on how it was set up. You know, later on, at the time, I think it was so new nobody knew how to do it, go about it. So I don't know if you know. How you know? I don't know if anybody knew to bring gimmicks or, well, you know the wrestlers did because you know that they're you know they had a um, guy coffee and his his wife had their the the promotion table set up with, um, so. But with eighty seven Lawler pictures and merchandise, seventy eight Dundee, and then Johnson and Jarrett got like three. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, you know, it's. It's one of those questions that we could ask Scott Bowden if he's still alive because 87, he probably went, you know? Oh, almost guaranteed. Yeah, something this big, you know he went. Um, even I, I, like some person personally don't know Mark James, I might shoot him an email. Um, well, he don't know who I am from Adam anyway, but ask him, just ask him if, you know, if he has any recollection of maybe going to this but anyway all right so they do that they uh, they they cut back and out comes bruno paul don pat tanaka for an interview bruno has a new captain's hat on did you notice that yeah yeah um i guess Cornette left it when he left the territory that's what i said i put i said did bruno go digging around in the cabinets at the studio and find Cornette's old captain hat <laughs> Oh, I was like, man, I was like, yeah, so yeah Cornette must have left it there, and, and it was sitting in a, in, a, in a cabinet in the break room at the studio for uh, about five years, and he dug it out. All right, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what he was, I actually tried to listen to what he was saying, but the captain's hat kind of, I, 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 I marked out on that captain hat. I don't think I even wrote down what he said. Oh, he, uh, he was pretty much running down the people who were in the parade of stars. Oh, he that's did right. List, uh, list some people that had associations with Pittsburgh. That's right. Um, what was it? Tony Dorsett he went to University of Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, Bradshaw. Terry, Terry Bradshaw played for Pittsburgh. And then he said, uh, <laughs> Kelly Cash has nothing to do with Pittsburgh, but she doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, was she Miss America or something? Or yeah. What, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said <laughs> nothing to do with Pittsburgh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, me. Oh. <laughs> and then um, Dave tells them that um, they said that they uh, their names wasn't on there. They said, why? Something about their names wasn't on the. On that list of stars, and they're the biggest stars, and and then Dave says, uh, "You're gonna be there because you're gonna be in the dunk tank." And they sell it for like two seconds, like get all hot, and they just then they start. Oh, we get all dunk tank. They blow it off. I'm like, man, they didn't sell that worth a crap, you know? Yeah, they. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be, you know, like you see at the old shows with the uh, with the fan participation strap matches. I thought they were going to sell tickets right there. Um, so then they just said they're going to give out autographs, and they had all these index cards with their autograph yeah, on it. He, he, yeah, he said we got we got some autographs for these fans, and they said we already got them pulled out. He goes, here, here's one. Here we go, Dave. Here's one. He go, uh, Michael said, John, and uh, give us the Lance when he comes back next week. <laughs> and he says, and he goes, we're going to go out to the, these fans around giving them some And they went over to the crowd and they started throwing out the autographs. And this, I think this backfired. The people were going crazy and wanted them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Dave, like, mostly the kids. And Dave was like, like, Dave was trying to, he was trying to work and said, oh, gosh, hey, what did he say? Uh, Something like it doesn't seem like they want them. Yeah, as, as yeah. saying that, their kids are fighting over. I know they were they were going crazy for him. They was trying to work it to like it's like and I was like they the camera shots right on, buddy. That they, they <laughs> I mean he can't see what you know cameras on what you know from the from there, so he don't know. But he he's trying to work it because I think that's where they went with this, and they figured they'd get them and tear them up, or you know we didn't want you know do that whole game where they don't want them and throw them at them. Yeah, and, 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 I saw an adult or two do that. Those kids, no. Oh, fighting. they were grabbing them. Yeah, they were like hotcakes, man. And um, I was just like, yeah, I think that kind of backfired. I, I hope they all had something just like terrible written on them. Oh my gosh, yes. Like a, like a, what's his name? Boy doing it nowadays. Um, oh, what's that kid? MJF. Yes, man. It's... <laughs> Gosh, his stuff is great. Have you seen some of the stuff he puts down on the monographs and stuff? Oh, my favorite is he'll take a picture with a child and be flipping the child off. Yeah, I know. But hey, you know what? I, I, you know, at first I'm like, then I was like, you know what? No. He's a heel. And you know his character. If you don't know his character, you shouldn't be getting a picture with him anyway. But you know his character. He's going to, that he, he does that. And so you get what you get, you know. <laughs> well, and you, and you always see, like in the picture, the child and the dad are beaming. Yeah, they're in on it. Yeah, but I'm saying the people are on the internet like, oh, that's horrible. He shouldn't be doing that. In like, the people that's doing it know that's how he is, and if they don't, that's their own fault. They should, you know, if they're mad because he did that to their picture. And I know, like one video I saw this chick. She came, she seemed a little upset because he. What he says, he said something. I can't remember. It was just hilarious, and she didn't look too happy about the way he signed it. Cause he put something on there. But anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> so let me, yeah, okay, yeah. They basically backfired on them. Um, so the graphics has Diamond and Tanaka versus Haskins and Maddox, and uh, Bruno's with Diamond and Tanaka. Uh, Jericho Hones. Always your referee seems like. Uh, Pat and uh, Duncan Maddox start out. Um, nice arm drag from Maddox. Kind of shocked. Um, then get into a top wrist lock. And from there, it went downhill because he got lost his last year's Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Once they had to start working a hole, it got confusing. I think there's supposed to be a hair pull that wasn't caught. Yeah. Uh, so, so Tanaka just took over and. You know, was, this match is nothing special. Um, it was Tanaka and Diamond, you know, beat him up, you know, two slams, whatever, nothing big. 
Uh, Tanaka hits a, a big DDT out of nowhere. Diamond comes in and just pins Maddox with one foot. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, after that, yeah, I think Pat got a little upset with him because he backed him in the ropes and gave him a big form across the chest and did a couple moves and then he tagged out. Yeah, I think he got a little mad and he tagged out to cool off and then when he came back in, him with the DDT, and then they pinned him. Haskins never got in the ring again. No. Um, and downtown, this is the most impressive, the most impressive part. Bruno talked nonstop the entire match. And it wasn't it wasn't annoying. He was actually saying some some cool stuff. Yeah, like, no, yeah, it was actually not barely a breath was taken. It was it was stupendous. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was actually decent. What nothing stupid and racial and goofy and, and actually yeah, pertained to had some substance to it. Substance to it, so So they cut the break and they go to Michael St. John doing the um Evansville, Indiana, the Wednesday night, May 20th show at the Evansville Coliseum. He's doing it. And did you notice, the? it looked like he, they did it from a different location than Lance. They had the same black uh, drape in the back, but it's a little different echo. Did you notice that? It sounded a little different, and the lighting was, yeah. was better. I think the lighting for this entire show was better than what we've seen, or maybe it was just the quality of the film. Yeah, um, yeah, the, this but, uh, was, the whole show seemed better. Yeah, the actual this was a, l- a little better quality of the ones that we've been getting. We got the entire intro. We didn't even cover that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we started talking about the Michael St. John, and uh, did somebody just call him Michael St. Jimmy? John Schultz. I That's actually a, had him written on here as Michael St. Jimmy. Okay, of I, that. I was gonna put. I was like, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about that, and I forgot. Yeah, I was like, hey, somebody just call him Michael St. Jimmy. <laughs> Yep, Sean Schultz would always call him Michael St. Jimmy. Okay, I knew somebody did, but I couldn't remember it was. <laughs> Alright, so, um, uh, yeah, I think they did it from a different location. So they might have actually did it in the studio instead of, because uh, I think they did those like in, sometimes in Louisville. I know they did a lot of uh, some of the curtain things in Louisville sometimes. Uh, so it goes over the whole card. The first match is Alan West against Mr. Shima. Second match is the Southern Boys versus Moondog Spot and Tony Burton. Third match. Is this Armstrong and Smothers? No. Uh, do you want to talk about that now or later? Hey, we can go ahead and knock it out now. Okay, because I had it in my, in my ending notes. Okay. From what I've heard through the years and read and people talk about, uh, in 87, like, you know, Florida was on its last leg. Uh, still had super amount of talent down there. Uh, even after they raided the talent, the Southern Boys was down there, uh, Trace Smothers and Steve Armstrong. And they were one of the top Bayface teams and, and, you know, of the regular Florida crew. They were supposed to come to Memphis. This is all what I've read and seen people, you know, talk about through the years. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, 90%, 80% of it's probably true. Uh, they were supposed to come to Memphis, start in Memphis. Uh, and then, because I actually went and looked at the results, they stayed in Florida. Because they were still there for the, for I looked for two weeks down through there, they were on the shows in Florida. Um, so they they didn't come, and from what I heard, the office basically I don't know if they gave them a raise or what. They got them to stay, and um, I wouldn't. I'm thinking I heard also they put in their head that uh, you know they'll be getting booked on some of the Crockett shows. Because that's when Crockett was sending uh, a lot of the, you know, some of his crew down there. Because he had just bought, basically raided their talent and everything, and and they were still doing like the big towns like 
they do like uh, once a week they do a big show in one of the you know uh, loop towns like Miami or whatever. They would send like um, uh, like Flair, the tag champions. Cause I know like Ryan Express was on a bunch of the card. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So they so I'm best they enticed them with that, saying hey, you know, you know, getting you know you'll get getting Crockett's you know and Dusty's you know, head, because you're there, they'll see, you know, I'm thinking a lot, of, they talked to me to stand, uh, so they, uh, for, I heard, the, so the Florida office sent Bob Cook and Bucky Sealer. Bucky Sealer's already been there and left, and I heard that they showed up at Memphis and basically said that the Florida office sent them, and they've already advertised them, so they put them out there as the Southern Boys. I think they only lasted like two weeks, I think. Because uh, Bucky Singer, we've seen that from last month. He he was so green, he didn't have a clue. Bob Cook was a very great, good, great worker, I thought. Uh, not a very good baby face. He was a good baby face, but, but uh, compared to Tracy Mother Steve Armstrong, no. Great heel. Definitely Bob Cook was an awesome heel. And would actually come back to the territory uh, a little later as one, him and Jerry Gray as the Mighty Yankees. Um, but Bob Cook as a... Babyface, it just didn't look right. And like I said, uh, Bucky Secret was just really, really green. So, uh, that's the Southern Boys. All right, let me go back to... Okay. So, the, okay, the, 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 uh, so the third match is Tojo against Downtown Bruno, Battle of the Managers. Very odd match. Um, really odd. Uh, yeah, and I, and I thought maybe they advertised that early, and we'd see something to pay it off later. Never did. You know, no, yeah, never did. Yeah, so yeah, it's, that's another thing. Yeah, at the place I say, yeah, it's just a bad, you know, B loop uh, edit, and no, it wasn't because it just it wasn't none. There wasn't everyone to it. Uh, fourth match is there's another odd thing: Jeff Jarrett versus Mister Hilo for the Mid America Belt, which Jeff Jarrett's a champion. How did that happen? And when do they bring the Good America belt back? Exactly. It hadn't been in the territory in a long time. and But here's my thing on it. That's why I put my my ending notes. was How did Jeff get the belt? When did they bring the belt back? Who did he beat for the belt? And last time we saw Jeff, he was going for the AWA world title the week before. <laughs> I guess he lost it. So well, here you go. I'm thinking, here's the deal. Uh, from what I can remember, I haven't, you know, I didn't. This is just from memory, memory from when I was younger. Uh, Jeff went into singles after this. Um, he stayed in singles for a while. And I think they then gave the international belt to Chicky Baby. So I think they said, well, crap, we can't give him the international belt to give him some singles rub. Hey, go in there at the office and grab the uh, Mid-America belt out of, the, out of the drawer. We'll put it on Jeff. Give him some uh, credibility as, as a singles. That's what I guess. You know? Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. I mean, I'm glad the Mid-American title's back, but that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm thinking they, I think, and, I'm, and this has, you know, I'm thinking Dundee's, hey, if we're going to push this kid as singles, you know, we need, you know, we, don't, he's, we can't put him with Chick right now, so... And I'm sure Jerry's like, well, I got this belt over here in the, in the drawer at the office. I'll bring it next Saturday, you know. <laughs> Spit on my bottle here. <laughs> I can't remember nothing else, but I can remember Mill Massacre's what he ate in 1979. And what I ate in Mexico or whatever, but he can't, he can't remember Jim Jameson's name. 
who worked there every Saturday for like five years. You know? Come on. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, they, that's okay. Then fifth match is a international tag title match in a, in a cage. We got Billy Travis and Mark Starr taking on champions Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. That's going to be really good, I think. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good one. You know, Travis is going to bleed like a pig. Um, then sixth match is uh, Bill Dundee, Rocky Johnson against Chick Donovan and Jack Hart for the Southern Tag Team titles. Uh, Bruno was in there with the match plug. He says that Travis and Starr are so skinny that they're going to sneak out <laughs> out one of the little holes in the cage and run back to their mamas. That's about all I got up from him. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a, that, was, that was a really good line. Um, yeah, because Mark Starr was Paul, really skinny. <laughs> yeah, it was super skinny. Um, he picks up Paul Diamond, and like, after watching it a couple times, I got what Diamond was saying. But Diamond says that Travis and Starr like track stars, but now they can't run. Yeah. So I, I guess it's saying that they were running from them at some point. Yeah, the week before, I guess so they were running from them. On the, uh, but he never said anything about that. So he's like, oh, so the wrestlers are a bunch of track stars. Yeah. All right, so they're, they're fast. I don't get what you're saying. And then Patanaga said there and say a word. He's probably like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to leave this one out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, after that, I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to try to save this one. And then Hart and Paulie walks in to do their match plug. No chicks. No uh, Chick Dom's not with them. Paulie has um, uh, tape on his forehead. Big, big old thing of for, tape on his forehead. Um, and then later in the show, it really gets weird. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> Polly has the best line. Uh, he says, <laughs> he says, Johnson, uh, the, he, he says, Dundee. And then he says, then you got the pharmaceutical body of Rocky Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, he, he said a couple things that were a little, Oh, shooting, shooting from the hip, man. Yeah, that um, really stood out, though, the pharmaceutical body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was, that was a stiff one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like the thing Paulie does, like, he gives people credit where it's due. Yeah. So, like, he puts over Dundee as a legend, yeah. but then he just starts naming, you know, uh, you know, Lawler tried to cross me, he's gone. Yeah. We put Soul Train out. Do you really want to try to cross me? Yeah. And, and Jack, then Jack Hart talks, and he's serviceable. But he just says weird things. He really he's likes trying. the term jabronis. Yeah, he, he tries too hard. He, he calls himself the doctor of stretch. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's probably good I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. All right, so they cut uh, back to the studio. Uh, Dave and Michael St. John's at the desk. And they intro the moon dog. They start talking about the moon dogs, the whole team. Uh, then they pitch to a moon dog, the old moon dog video. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought that was Charlie Daniels, but it's not. I don't know who it is. It, well, so it, it's actually one of the guys who managed the Moondogs. Okay. I've, I've looked it up. I can't remember his okay. name, though. Uh, see, I, I knew Richard Lee later on did when he That's managed who it was. Yeah. And see, at that time, though, he was working for Nick and George Goulas. Opposite, well, really no opposition, but, you know, same town, same territory, you know what I'm saying? Same yeah. national TV. Uh so I didn't know if that was him, but I know in the later years when I, you know, I, I heard it and they said, yeah, he wrote it and everything. That was him. So I didn't know because that was from back when they were in the territory the first time in the early '80s. So I didn't know if that was him, you know, doing that version or not. So it was okay. I, I 
love that song. I oh, love that video. There's nothing wrestling. No. They're, they're just creepily sitting by a fire or, you know, stalking through some bush or coming out of swamp water and swinging bones. It, it's really, it's, it's horribly lit, but it, but it adds to it. Yes. That's the thing. It's, it's all, it's, you know, like all the videos shot at Jerry Jarrett's property out in Hendersonville, you know, coming out of the pond by the fire. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, they didn't need, you know, like I said, that's an old one from they were in the territory, you know, before uh, when they introduced them, but they didn't need a wrestling footage, you know. It, you know, that just, but the thing is, though, were, was both of them supposed to come in? Cause Spot, uh, I don't know. I assume with the video, but, like, Spot's the only one advertised. So. Yeah, well, but, but, that was just on the card because you know this was taped. the The studio was taped a week before than what the card was. So, was um, were they supposed to both come in? Because he says he starts talking about they don't just say moon dog. He says he talks about he says Dave talks about the moon dogs and then he throws it to the video. So I'm wondering if they were supposed to come in and then um, um, moon dog Rex. Didn't come because at that time wasn't he still trying to pitch the demolition gimmick? Detroit demolition, yeah. Yeah, and then he actually went a little later on to Continental and did the Detroit demolition. Um, so I think that's probably what I think he stayed with New York maybe, and uh, Spot came down and they just um, just went with that. Okay, so uh, let's see. They do the video. They come back. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, music hits. Jeff Jarrett comes out of the curtain. No more word up. Thank goodness. Uh, he's coming out to No Easy Way Out by Robert Tapper, which they used that song in the about a month ago uh, for the um, Jarrett Tanaka feud video. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Which I think it's a good song. It's a good little babyface song. It beats word up because word up just didn't... Um, it would have been good for somebody, but it doesn't no. scream Jeff Jarrett exactly. to me. Exactly. All right. So Jeff comes out. Uh, he's working Tony Burton. The graphic is Jeff Jarrett versus Tony Burton with Tojo. Ref Jerry Calhoun. Jeff's got some new, brand new yellow boots. Brand new yellow boots. And I don't think we've seen those tights before. Uh, he's been yeah. mainly rocking one color. Yeah. And these are a little tie-dye effect. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's spruced up. I think I think uh, with him going for this single, they're going to get a singles push. I think... You know, they said, you know, brighten yourself up a little bit, you know. So I think that's what he's, because he got known for even in 87 and 88 and all the way up until, was it 80, about to 90 when he went just crazy looking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was known for, like, different types every week. Uh, so, uh, let's see. They have to start the match. Um, they start, they do some wrestling top wrist lock, then they do it. I think this got messed up because I've never seen this. I don't think if I have it, it's not. It's really rare. They do a tackle, tackle, drop down, leapfrog, arm drag. Have you ever seen a tackle, tackle? Yeah, I've, I've seen guys like Harley would do a couple tackles and then go back into a get it again spot. But yeah, um, that's Harley. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about Memphis. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. From, from from Jeff to Tony Burke. No, I mean the work rate for this entire show is picked up. You can definitely tell somebody else is in charge. Um, and this class was, this uh, match to me was actually a master class. 
in like a super basic but really exciting match. It's probably the best match Tony Burton has had on TV. Yeah, and it was just it, it was literally just get it again spots. Yep. And then once we got heat, all wrestling went out the window. Yep. Um, and then like once we missed, oh, they just punch. He's really getting really good at his punch finally. Yeah. You know, it's got such crap to it. It's he throws that Lawler uppercut. You know, Lawler has so many different punches. Yeah. But Lawler has that uppercut. And I think that's what Jeff tried to mimic. Yeah. But he, he gets even more posture on it than Lawler. Yeah. He wears back from farther. Yeah. Okay. It's something I noticed, especially like you saying, you know, yeah, it, and I, I was noticing Jeff a lot. Um, I know a lot of guys, especially when their dad owns a promotion, you know, they train a little bit, they get in there, and they really never. Unless they're just naturals, and they never really advance in the short period that a year going on two years, they're over a year, year going on a year and a half. If you really watch his work, he really work. He's he. I they. He has to be working out. Not weight-wise. Well, of course he's doing that, too, because he's actually his body. He's still little, but his body's getting better. You can tell he's training in the ring somewhere. Yeah. He's getting smoother, polister, just uh, everything. And by leaps and bounds, we we see the difference from week to week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can tell he's... So it's just, I mean, yeah, he's working working the loop every week, you know, seven, eight, you know, seven matches, eight matches a week. But just... Just the way you know he's, you tell he's working on moves and holds and you know because he's really going in them top wrist locks smooth. You know what I'm saying? You can tell he and, and they worked the top wrist lock for about thirty seconds. Yeah, but like worked it. Yeah, he's really. You can tell he, like I said, you can tell he's getting, he's coming along through the ring time. Plus, you can tell he's putting in time to learn, to get better. Which, like I said, it's in wrestling. You know, you don't always see that. You know, coming from the promoter's son. Um, but yeah, it was just the heat was he just beat him with the heat. Um, Burton went for a second rope elbow drop, miss. Jeff comes back, to, uh, get his comeback punches, elbows. Uh, then he hits a sunset flip. Um, for the one, two, three, right? What it was? The sunset flip. Yeah, sunset flip. Yeah. Just, just easy sunset flip. Yeah. And, I, and I like that, especially early on in a car. Don't get me wrong; it's TV. They don't have false finishes. Yeah. But there's times, especially the baby face, it shouldn't be your finish every week. Yeah, that's true. You know, get, well, it, hit, it, a, it, hit a small package or yeah. a sunset or a Pat O'Connor. Yeah. Just so people know what you can win with something else. Yeah, exactly. It was good, you know. Um, Tojo gets in the ring. And starts letting Burton have it. He's mad. He lost to Jeff. He starts poking him with the stick. Pops him with the stick. Um, Burton takes the bumby, comes back up. He pokes him. Oh, that slap he hit him with yeah, before he, that. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. Gave him a slap. Yeah, he was, get, he was getting on him. And um, uh, Burton's, you know, telling me sorry and everything. And finally, they, Tojo walks off and they leave. Uh, the cut to break. Go to the Evansville card again. There's no match plugs this time. Um, they just go over the uh, basically the same thing. They cut back to studio. Uh, got the graphics. It says Dundee and Johnson against Eric and Thunderbird, Cone referee. Um, 
Let's start off, uh, Rocky Johnson. Either. Real quick, yeah. I'm pretty sure when we wrestled Dundee in like whatever year we wrestled Dundee in, he wore these exact tights. Which I didn't even uh, try what, what tights did he have on that day? They're, they're, they're like turquoise and a darker blue, shimmery with stars all over them. Probably did. I'm pretty sure when we wrestled him and Jamie Dundee, he's wearing those exact same tights. Probably did. I and we that. were wearing stars as well, and he said we were stealing his gimmick. <laughs> Something like Jamie said, dang, did K&H have a, a sale on stars? And I said, Jamie, nobody <laughs> buys K&H anymore. <laughs> and I know I buy mine at Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so they uh, start out, uh, Rocky Johnson does a hammerlock, tags Dundee in, um, does a headlock takeover. They do, and Dundee starts doing some mat wrestling. Do you know that? Did you see that? Yeah, uh, he, he did a couple really pretty headlock takeovers, but yeah. then then we went into amateur and yeah, Dundee, Dundee was a little scrapper. And like, don't get me wrong, I, I understand it's work, but he was he was staying on top of uh, old Keith Eric. Yeah, I, you know what it was. He's like, okay, I've been hearing you've been trying to get yourself over on people. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting over on the superstar, and then. Of course, amateur, blah, blah, blah. We get up, and what do we see? We see the Dundee variation on the Fargo strut. Yeah. <laughs> Dundee does the strut. Uh, they take uh, Thunder, Thunderbird in. He comes in. I was like, okay, here we go. Here goes Ankle Breaker. Got no Ankle Breakers this week. Thank goodness. No, no. I don't I don't know if we, we got a straight back bump. We, no. You know, uh, John, you know, Thunderbird takes Johnson's arm. And Rocky Johnson just shucks and jives, gets out of the arm ringer. Uh, they, it does that little roll-up gimmick. I don't know. What oh yeah, it's just so good. It's a it, it does a little front roll, kicks him off, little a reverse kip up, fires up. I think he, he shuffles the feet, jumps up, does a toe touch, fires up. Yeah. The crowd was going nuts. Yep. Uh, he goes over. He slams um, Thunderbird. Tags Dundee in. And Dundee off the top rope with the bombs away on, on Thunderbird for the finish. Oh, oh, oh whoopee cushion. Yeah. Oh. Eric comes in. Uh, Johnson hits him to bump him, and he kind of went to bump, and he said, I'm just going to fall for the ropes. <laughs> well, I think because he came in a little early, so yeah. I think he would have fell into the pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the finish. Uh, okay. Um, Back to uh, Dave and Mike St. John at the desk. They plugged the wrestling school. I was shocked. Hey, I need to take a quick break real fast. I'm going to pause this and we'll be right back. All right, a little quick break there. We're back. Yeah, so they talk about the wrestling school. At this time, uh, looking back, I don't think they've... Um, I don't think they've ever plugged the wrestling school on TV. If they did, I can't remember it. Um, I do believe maybe in the program at the uh, National Sports Arena, they might have put advertisement in there because I know later on they put it in there a lot. I should have asked Mark uh, Gordy um, if he remembered. He remembers all the stuff in the programs and stuff from the national shows. If they were doing it by then. I'll ask him this week and next week because I'm sure they'll advertise it again and I'll find out. Because I do remember in 88, they advertised wrestling school in the program, in the Nashville programs from the fairgrounds. Um, 
But yeah, that's the first time I've seen it. Uh, basically, it's your, your you know, uh, normal wrestling school. Th I bet that I noticed it was um, when they cut, when they threw to the um, the video, it was Michael St. Saint, Saint John in the control room doing it. He was in the yeah, I, I like the little control room uh, set up, too. Yeah. And he would do that later on in, what was it, 90, uh, on the B show, um, where they really, Nashville got screwed. I'm sure Edmondsville and Louisville did, too, because uh, for a while, we got uh, our shows uh, consisted of Dallas, USWA Dallas, and uh, maybe studio match maybe one or two studio matches and it was cut to um well thrown it it, it had michael st john in the control room and he'd throw it to the studio and to the, and straight into the match so that time period we really got screwed in nashville and i'm sure the other ones but finally they went back to full studios shows but anyway i gotta hurry up because I'm, I'm getting way too off on stuff it don't matter um <laughs> So that was basically the same old wrestling school thing at the time. They come back, um, Jack Hart versus uh, David Johnson with Pauly. Uh, there's no graphic uh, for Pauly on the thing. Uh, Jericho and your referee. Uh, Hart and Chick Domin are the new Southern Tag Team Champions. Um, so, And Pauly has his whole face taped up. Uh, nothing said about it. Uh, they start the match. It's Hart starts the heat off from the very beginning of the match. He beats on him, beats on him. Uh, does a nice gut wrench suplex. Uh, David Johnson got nothing. Um, let's see. What did he pin him with? Uh, let's see. Oh, he pinned him. He did like... I, I don't it's know. Some of the bridge, wasn't it? it, was, it was yeah, some, I don't know if you... It, it's some kind of leg yeah. lock. Yeah, in shoot wrestling, it's called a hip lock. But he locked it with his leg and then bridged back. Yeah. Hey, hold on one second. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I was trying to... Um, I looked at him. Yeah, he, he... What did he... Did he Chick's been doing the uh, swing and neck breaker for the finish. He hadn't had a finish, though, has it? It's always been Chick, right? So yeah, far? pretty much. Okay. So I'm wondering if he just threw this out there just to do, you know. Because he basically, this, like I said, besides the gut wrench, that was the only wrestling move he did. Everything else was just basically punching, kicking stuff. So um, so he got, so he got him for the, uh, the pin there. And they come over to the desk for their interview. Uh, Paul says that Chick is on the beach today enjoying himself. Uh, that means he had car trouble, I guess. Um... Hart says he's going to be uh, the king of the Mid-South area. Um, I just, I don't know if it's because I've seen him as Barry Horowitz all those years, but I've seen him as Jack Hart before in there and in, 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 um, in um, Florida, but I, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know if he's trying so hard to be just this, just this dominant heel, and he's not, maybe. I don't know. What do you feel about him? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of the same, um, you know, I, I, I saw him in Global, I, I, I just don't see him being, being the dominant, you know, aggressive heel. Yeah. And like I said, the, this is really, the, the short run he had here was the only time he ever did it, really. 
Um, so then Dave uh, pitches to a video. It's uh, of basically it shows last week's altercations of all all the stuff that went on in the studio, and then it show goes to a clip from the Missile Coliseum um, where uh, Donovan and Hart won the belt the belts from uh, Soul Train Jones and Rocky Johnson. Uh, basically, they cut it right to the to the end. It shows uh, Soul Train Jones get piled dropped on the floor, which I thought, I figured Rocky was the one legal man because he was in the ring at the time. He was fighting him off, fighting him off. Basically, it it got over like a fart in church. Because um, Rocky picks Soul Train up, rolls him back in the ring, and one, two, three. They win. So... Yeah, but I think the story they're trying to tell, and I just don't know if the execution was there, was that, uh, you know, Rocky was, didn't know he what happened to the right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. see the pilot. Yeah, but, yeah, it, the, it was, probably sounded good on paper, but it, yeah. If <laughs> it wasn't there, execution, everything, people just, just, they just, yeah, they didn't, it didn't, it didn't go, didn't flow. Uh, so then, um, Eddie Marlin and Randy Hales comes out. Marlin says Hart um, is on, uh, Hart would be he was gonna fire him. He said he he said he was gonna fire him. He said the only reason why he didn't because he's the tag team champion. Uh, he finds him and Chick Diamond three thousand dollars each. Hart says he's not gonna pay it. Marlin says it'll be deducted from their pay. Hart attacks Marlin, attacks Hales. Um, Paul Lee gets on Randy Hales, is actually working on Randy Hales while Hart's on Marlin. I kept waiting for somebody to step on Eddie, to, for Hart to step on Marlin's glasses because they were laying, they fell off and they were laying right beside him and his foot kept going right beside <laughs> You know, Marlin's yeah, I, like, I was watching it too. You know, Marlin's like, don't step on my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then Jeff Dundee and Rocky make the save. Dundee catches Hart in the ring and. He starts rocking him. Rocky slides in, joins in. They get him rocking. He bumps out. He heads to the dress room. Jarrett gets a shot on him while he's running by. Uh, oh, before I'm sorry. Before that, uh, uh, Dundee and Johnson shoot him in. Give him a big double backdrop. Yeah, but you know how that had to be the weirdest double backdrop to take. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like me and whoever I worked with through the years giving a double backdrop. That's why I never called one because I was so short. <laughs> yeah, six, six foot two and five foot six. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of those. That you, but he got some height, and it's like, ooh man, you get a guy. And yeah, that, that, it it looked good, but man, that could have been really bad because he could have been so off kilter, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he run, he powders out, runs the, runs the back. Jared gets a shot in on him while he's running by. Uh, let's see. They cut the break. They do the Evansville rundown again. Michael St. John rundowns the card. Saw and Travis come in for the match plug. It's short and sweet to the point. Travis talks first, start talks second, and they gave him probably five words so he wouldn't mess up. And, and, the, and the first the first few words are Billy pretty much said it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't say nothing else. Just go on out of there. So he leaves, and Rocky Johnson and Bill Dundee come in with a match plug. Dundee talks about Chick having a talking dog. Oh, it pops so huge. I was like, was that from when he was in the territory back in 81? 
Well, no, apparently Tick has always said that he had a talking dog. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he said, Tick's a character. I, I've been looking at oh, more, yeah, I've more heard, promos yeah, about Yeah, I've heard that he, like, yeah. He, he's a character. He said he had a talking dog. Uh, I like what Dundee said, too. Say you have a talking dog, but you're the only one who can, who can hear him talk. That's yeah. all, this is something about you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets, starts going on Polly and somebody's like, you used to be a photographer, and your daddy bought you a magazine company, and now you're in the wrestling business, and basically, blah, blah. Then Johnson basically comes in, just short to the point, basically. He don't throw his weight in there. Surprise. He didn't give us a weight update this week. No, and, and, uh, and I, don't think, I don't think Dundee liked this part. Uh, Johnson says something about we're a little bit older, and I think Dundee was like, hey, man, my hair's still black, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if definitely was Lawler standing by him, Lawler would have got mad. <laughs> oh. So they cut back to the studio. Uh, Dave, Mike St. John's the desk. They talk about the Prey of Stars again. We're not going to go into that because we only got about seven minutes. Uh, so they cut to the ring. The graphics got Travis and Star against Bubba and Goliath. Bruno gets no graphic either. Referee's Calhoun. Uh, did you notice Bubba's back to wearing regular boots? Yeah, I did. I, I did. Bubba's got the boots, so the shooter shoes. Um, still looking stout as ever. Yeah. Uh, Goliath has his gray undershirt on today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I don't know. This is the most we've seen them bump for sure. So, I, you know, I think their push is coming to an end. I got that in my nose at the end. I was going to talk a, lot about, a little bit about that too. So then, um, start out, uh, Goliath and Star start out. He whips Goliath off, and you can tell Goliath hadn't been whipped in the ropes much because it looks. And you know, the people in that front row are holding their breath. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that big guy coming out. I'm like, please, ropes don't break. Um, he does a drop toe hold. Travis comes in, does a run, that beautiful running, jumping elbow. Uh, I'm just doing a quick rundown here. I might, if I leave anything out, you want to talk about, throw it in. Travis gotcha. Travis does a leapfrog. Star hits him with a big drop kick. He's a big old tall guy. I mean, that drop kick was right up there by the, right on the, the right on the side of the head. Man, that was some height. No, absolutely. It was, a, it was a beautiful drop kick. Nailed them. And I mean, and like I said, the guys are bumping off them too, so they look better. Um, you know, and I almost wondered if they if they could bump. <laughs> but then, but then we get like we get a hot tag shortly after because we do the, all the heat's just clubbering like that, and that's all you're going to yeah. get, especially when you're doing a short one. Yeah. And we get the hot tag. Do we get a hot tag? Uh, say do do do. Uh, I don't think we do. No, 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 no. Travis just comes in. Yeah, Travis uh, just blows in. Yeah. Star, Star is making his own comeback. And so we, we got a run in from Tanaka and Diamond coming for a DQ. Yeah. Like, it, it's so set up, um, especially by Goliath, because the babies <laughs> are feeding their backs. Yeah. And Goliath's, like, barely moving to register. He's yeah. just, like, wobbling, never moving anything else. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, and he, he threw about four punches and after punch two when there was no movement I'm like something's happening yeah 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 they they made sure that was there uh so they hit the ring they get on them and then uh Jeff Jarrett Dunn Bill Dundee Rocky Johnson make the save um they chase him out Dundee piles onto the floor while Jarrett and Johnson is checking on Mark Starr and Billy Travis Dundee starts strutting on the floor in front of the camera did you see that Give the people what they want. <laughs> then he walked, then instead of rolling back in the ring, he walks over to the far side to the babyface corner and is like going over to where the crowd's at. 
He and I put Dundee never got in the ring on the save. <laughs> he let them and finally when they rolled Travis out, he patted Travis on the shoulder. <laughs> it's like, all right, Bill. And um, so they cut the break. They come back with uh, David Moxley John at the desk. They give the rundown from today's uh, results of the show. Uh, Dave thanks Michael St. John for filling in for Lance. As Lance will be back next week. He does the sign-off. Uh, the closing music hits and the closing video rolls. And that's all, folks. Um, here's a few of my notes real fast. We've got about three minutes. Uh, throw, add in when you need to. Uh, no Lawler on the show. Uh, no Isler Rich was even mentioned on the show. The Hunter and Bambi seem to be gone from the promotion. Um, that's two weeks in a row they haven't been on TV or Evansville uh, Coliseum show. Uh, blu blubba. <laughs> Bubba and Goliath's push uh, is over. They've been knocked down to mid-card tag and wasn't even on this week's Evansville card. Uh, so they're, they're pretty much down to mid-card status now since they got these other tag teams. Um... Polly had his whole face covered in tape in the studio. Never told what happened. They never mentioned it. Um, but then by the time they did the, the Evansville card rundown plug, uh, he just had it on his forehead. Uh, Southern Boys already talked about that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, uh, Jeff Ben, the Mid America champion. Okay, we talked about that. Uh, Moondog spot back in the territory after a long absence. Talked a little about that. Uh, check Steve Kern is back in Florida, uh, teaming back up with Mike Graham. Uh, looked on that. Um, and the international tag belts are the old Goulas belts from the 60s, early 70s uh, territory. And next week's show is a studio show. So what else, So what do you got about it? We've got about two minutes. <laughs> so my, mine's more of an overall thing. You can definitely tell somebody else is pulling the strings now. Yeah, different book. And, different and, and that there's about to be a talent exodus. Yeah. Um, with that said, with that said, is a it's a more fluid, better edited, more entertaining show. Knowing yeah. what I know know about the business, I can tell there's a whole bunch of hot shotting. It the show rolls faster too. I think. It's yeah, and it's actually longer. It's, it's a full fifty minutes, um, but it rolled so much faster. Yeah. Um, the the in ring work is is picked up. You know, you're not getting the two minute squashes for the most part. But with no athleticism, um, I do hate that we're seeing some people go, but that happens whenever a, a, one booker comes out and another booker goes in. Yep. Um, I think we're phasing some people out at this point and introducing some new people as well. Yep, yep. And Bubba and Goliath have been on top as a tag team for uh, over six months now, seven months, probably, I think. So, um, yeah, it's time for them to, to, to go down the card, you know. Uh, I hate the Hunter's gone. Uh, that sucks. Um, Hunter's gone and Alan West is still here. And Alan West is here. Well, on the Hill side, Hunter's gone. They bring Tony Burton back. Um, maybe probably, I'm thinking that might be a, a money situation. Because uh, I'm sure Tony Burton is making bare minimum. And I'm sure the Hunter's asked for a little more money and he's got his girl, so she gets a little change. Uh, I think that's probably a money move to, to um, you know, uh, bring let him go and bring Tony Burton and take his place, which is totally reverse on what you need to do. Uh, got about thirty seconds. Anything else? That's it. 
all right folks that was a good show i liked it uh, you know like he just jp hit on new booker stuff changing um next week uh i said it's a studio show so uh thank everybody for listening for jeremiah plunkett quint charisma hey that's me thank you and god bless bye-bye everybody <laughs>